Assalamu alaikum. Today we will talk about how to support your Muslim co-workers, friends, business owners, and brands during Ramadan. That means for all my Muslim listeners, this is the perfect episode to send to your friends, to send to your co-workers if they want to know how to support you during Ramadan, what they should know about Ramadan. And for everyone who's tuning in to learn a bit more, welcome to the party. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to the Shared Diversity Podcast. My name is Sina Port, brand communicator, content artist and author. And each week I introduce you to an amazing person, story or message to help you empower yourself in your career and life. On here you can find exclusive interviews with successful businesswomen where we discuss topics around business, branding and womanhood. So the reason why I wanted to make this podcast episode is because Ramadan is starting, super excited, but I get a lot of questions from my coworkers, from people that I work with, from clients about Ramadan, about what they should be looking out for. And because faith is largely invisible, specifically in workplaces, specifically in workplaces in the West, I know this is a very important episode. Not only because so many Muslims in the workplace keep hiding their faith, but also because we are having these conversations about diversity and one diversity dimension, which is not always focused on, is faith and spirituality. So let's get into it. Now, I want to start very clear. Please understand Ramadan. Google it. Understand what it means. And avoid common questions such as, not even water? <laughs> We have entire Muslim brands that have created t-shirts with the quote, not even water, because this is something we all get asked at least once a year when Ramadan starts. So here is a bit about Ramadan that you should understand. Now, Ramadan is actually the ninth month of the Islamic calendar, and the Islamic calendar is based on the moon cycles. That means it will change every year. It is not at the same time like Christmas, for instance, but it will change. The start and the ending will change with the moon. And during that month, Muslims believe that God has revealed the first verses of the Quran. Now, the Quran is the holy book of Islam, and that revelation, that time, the holy time, is acknowledged and celebrated by fasting and praying. Now, a lot of people think Ramadan is just about fasting and not drinking and eating for an entire month. Now, we do not drink and eat, not even water, during the daytime. That means at night we break our fast. Now, I have to say this because I've been asked numerous times, how can you survive without food and water for an entire month? This is not how it works. So when the sun goes up, we stop eating and drinking we fast and then when the sun goes down we have a breakfast we are breaking our fast right and this meal is called iftar now fasting reminds us of course that we are human that we are mortal and also of our many blessings right because lots of people do not have food or water on a daily basis not just for a month so it reminds us that we're human that we need to help those people who are less fortunate and that we can be so blessed and grateful to have everything that we have. But fasting is also a way to physically and mentally and spiritually purify yourself. 
that purification also comes in forms of fasting from negativity, fasting from gossip, from swearing, anger, or annoyance. And it's not only limited to eating and drinking. So it's really a way to be closer to God and to become a better version of yourself. Now, again, when do we start and stop fasting? It begins at sunrise and it ends at sunset. So at sunset, we break our fast with a meal called iftar. And we usually break our fast with dates and lukewarm water or milk. That is really, really good on your stomach and it, it pertains to you for like a couple of minutes when you pray. And then you have a proper meal, like a bigger meal. Then when you start fasting again, before the sun rises, you have a meal called suhoor. And that is basically the meal that you eat before you start fasting again. The times during Ramadan where you fast, break your fast and so on, are different in different countries, of course. So in the Middle East, sometimes the sun goes down very early. In Asia, for instance, I lived in Malaysia for a while. The sun goes down like five. So it's not really difficult to fast. But here, for instance, in the West, so where I am in, right now in Germany, during Ramadan, the time will change, though the sun will rise at like three in the morning and will go down at nine. So it's a much longer fast. Does everyone fast? Of course not. So kids don't fast. Sometimes kids, you know, teenagers at the age of like maybe 12, 13, they start fasting like an hour a day or, or two hours a day, right? Baby fasts. And then um, they try to increase it over the years. But again, fasting is also about making sure that you are not angry. You're nice to your parents, right? So you can also fast um, from negative habits as a child without fasting of food or water. Now, other people who don't fast are people who are suffering from an illness, for instance, diabetes or anything else that is uh, diagnosed. So it's always recommended this, that those people who are suffering from any kind of illness go to their doctor and get advice whether fasting is safe or not. Then other people who are excluded from fasting are, for instance, breastfeeding women, pregnant women, women on their period, a person who is traveling, and also elderly so all these people do not fast. This is important for you to understand if you have people in your vicinity that fast or that might fast a couple of days and might not others. Just be conscious that to not ask them because the answer might be a bit personal and uncomfortable to answer. At the end of the month of Ramadan, we have a big holiday called Eid. And Eid lasts for three days. During that time, Muslims attend an Eid morning prayer and they spend time with their family, have a lot of food, go picnicking, give each other presents if they like. And of course, eat during the day because then you break your fast. Now, during Ramadan, though, it's not only about fasting, like I said. It's also about community work, charity, praying. So usually there are nightly prayers that are prayed at the masjid. Masjid is another word for mosque, so just so you know. Those prayers, of course, during lockdown will not happen in the, in the masjid, although some masjids are offering it with reduced numbers and you have to register. Those prayers are usually very, very important for Muslims. So it sometimes doesn't feel like a real Ramadan if you have to pray at home or if you can't pray because you cannot go out and see your community. So this is really something that you have to understand. And I will come to this now when I talk about the tips to support your Muslim coworkers and friends. So just so you understand, a lot of people change their routine because of the fasting during the day. So they might stay up until 3 a.m. when the sun rises and then they go to sleep. They will have a very different routine than they usually have. Now let's go into the tips I have 
for you to support your Muslim co-workers, friends, and as business owners and brands during Ramadan. Acknowledge this holy time for your Muslim co-workers and friends. Just like you say, have Merry, like, Merry Christmas or Happy Easter, you can say Happy Ramadan or Ramadan Karim. If that doesn't feel proper for you, just say, I hope you have a beautiful time. Just acknowledge that this is a special time. A lot of times when people are, like I said, faith is very invisible. A lot of people in the workplace don't show their faith. And this beautiful, beautiful month is not really acknowledged because no one around them knows that they are practicing this. So just if you know it, please acknowledge this time for them. What you can also do the next thing is ask them, what should I consider about your routine during Ramadan to make your work easier? Now, this can go from flexible working hours and holidays that's at the start and end of Ramadan to just, you know, letting them know that you understand that they are adjusting to a new pattern. So usually during Ramadan, like I said, we, we fast. And then when we break our fast, our day usually starts, right? We are eating, we are with family, we have energy now because we broke our fast. So some people might work out at night, they might work, they might, you know, answer emails at night, not at nine in the morning. So just understand people adjust to their new patterns. And if you let them, if you ask them, like, what, what do you want me to consider? They will tell you. So I usually say, listen, timings of meetings and emails are important. So please don't expect me to be in meeting at 8 a.m. because, you know, I, I will sleep at four. So please make sure that the earliest meetings maybe are around nine, ideally 10 or 11. Then also be flexible in terms of holidays. So some people might want to take off in the beginning of Ramadan just to adjust to the new pattern. And of course, at the end of Ramadan for the celebration of Eid, to spend time with family. And as I said, because Ramadan and Eid are depending on the moon, it varies according to the moon. So some might not know when Eid is up to two days before. So just try to be flexible these um, three days of Ramadan and like two days before and after. The next thing would be timings of meetings and emails. Like I said, the change of routine towards night really makes it very hard to attend early, early morning meetings and you're running on lower energy than usual. So don't pack the entire day with meetings. Don't tell your Muslim co-workers to, to attend or even lead the entire workshop for three hours. Presenting for three hours without water would be difficult for everyone. Also, emails. Please accept boundaries. When you ask them, what should I consider? Accept their boundaries when they say, I don't want to answer emails after 7 p.m or I will not be reachable before 10 a.m. If that is possible, right? If that is possible. And if they say it before and you say yes, please accept their boundaries. And my Muslim friends, okay, out there, stop feeling bad about saying, no, I won't answer emails after 7 p.m., okay? And stop saying sorry. We do not need to be sorry for our faith, specifically when we communicate it in advance. Faith is an important part of your identity, just like it is if you are a mother. We shouldn't need to apologize for it. Now, the next tip would be check in with them, specifically if you have cohorts, but also friends, right? Understand the balancing act that it takes and mental health parts that it takes specifically during lockdown when people cannot go out to masjids and meet their community, or maybe they are working in a different country and they're not with family. So the time with family and friends and community that they usually spend, they can't spend it with them. So they might be 
totally alone, right? So check in with them. Just acknowledge that can be hard. Ask how they are feeling. If you wanted to, specifically to the friends out there, try fasting with them. Just try it out. People try out intermittent fasting all the time. It's not a big deal. Even if it's just, um, you know, a couple of hours a day, or even if it's an entire day or even an entire week, whatever you want it to be, it really makes a difference for us if you're trying to acknowledge and understand our situation. So if you're into health and you want to try it, just try a couple of hours a day or even a day fasting with us. And if you like, even if you know someone is super alone, you can then break fast over Zoom, right, with them. That really makes a difference. Now we're coming to the last three tips, which is specifically if you are a business owner or if you're managing a brand, make sure during Ramadan that your advertising is on point that is respectful and culturally appropriate. Specifically, if you're advertising to Muslims during Ramadan or Eid, please, please consult Muslim colleagues or even better agencies because you can then pay fairly and don't take advantage of your Muslim colleagues just because they are Muslim, right? To do extra work that they're not supposed to do. Let professional Muslim agencies help you create a respectful and culturally appropriate campaign. So many brands out there have created campaigns that were totally numb of any understanding of Ramadan. Some makeup brands that thought taking advantage of Ramadan means showing women that they have to get dressed for suhoor. Listen, suhoor is the meal that we eat before we go to bed. Nobody's gonna put makeup and get prepared for it at 3 a.m. We are in our pajamas, eating our oatmeal and dates, drinking our water and tea, and then we go to bed. There's no party at night, okay? So <laughs> just as an example, this really happened. So make sure that this doesn't happen to you. If you're a brand and you advertise to Muslims during Ramadan, please consult those who understand the lived experiences of Muslims. The almost last tip is speak out about issues that pertain our human rights and freedom. Specifically now, the past month, International Women's Day on International Women's Day, Switzerland started banning the face covering for Muslim women. So the niqab and the burqa. Specifically, I I'm not going to go into it, but I wrote an entire LinkedIn post about it. I talked about it. This is truly governments trying to police our bodies, trying to change the way that we dress because they think, what, a piece of cloth is dangerous? Please speak out about these issues. Also, France just started banning the hijab for women under 18. That means any woman who is under 18 and who wears the hijab, who covers her hair, cannot be in public spaces, as well as women mothers who wear the hijab cannot accompany their children to school. Here's a clip of educator Blair Imani, journalist Noor Taguri and influencer Huran Yusuf talking about hijab and what it means to them on Blair's segment, Smart End Seconds. Hijab and the way it's practiced should be a personal decision between the person and Allah. Hijab can refer to a headscarf or way of living. Laws that mandate or ban hijab. Deny us bodily autonomy and agency. Everyone should have the right to wear what they want and that must always include Muslim women as well. So policies like the face covering ban for Muslim women in Switzerland or the hijab ban for underage women in France are a violation of our freedom and should not exist. It is politicized harassment. Here's a short clip of Nili Nasir Farouki talking about the issue in her own words. 
I've said it before and I'll say it again. If a woman is free to show however much skin she wants, she should also be free to cover it. I don't understand why that concept is so terrifying for an entire country to not let their girls cover. Oh yeah, by the way, I linked in the description the petition, please, if you want to sign the petition against the hijab ban in France. I'm going to link it below. Now the last one, my favorite, amplifying Muslim voices, causes, artists, creatives, and businesses. This is a time where you can pass the mic, where you can give us a platform, where you can amplify our accomplishments, our creativity, everything that we are achieving in this world please amplify muslim voices specifically businesses business owners creatives brands and use your platform to amplify our platforms because this is important our voices matter and this is why we're here on the shared diversity podcast because we all have so much diversity within us diversity of thought of culture backgrounds faith ability please we share so much value we sit we share so much joy creativity love for becoming better so let's share the diversities of each other to amplify our uniqueness our identities now please make sure that you subscribe to this podcast if you like this episode please share it with someone who needs to hear this specifically if you have any kind of co-workers who want to know more about Ramadan and how they can support you this is the place to be And I pray that you have a beautiful Ramadan for my Muslim friends. If you're going to try to fast this year, enjoy. This is a beautiful experience to go deep into yourself, to understand yourself, to be mindful, and to really disconnect from this world and what we are usually dependent on. And really go deep into your own identity, into your own thoughts, understanding how grateful you can be for all your blessings. So I pray that you have a beautiful Ramadan, Ramadan Kareem. Enjoy this time and I'll see you next time, inshallah. Thank you so much for listening. And don't forget, the real deal is going on at sinaport.com to get access to free resources and programs to build a brand that's true to who you are. And I'll see you next time, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum.